This is Roberta Foster, and welcome to today's edition of the Author's Corner, brought to you by KNEO 91.7 FM, The Word. And today I welcome Roger Helland to Author's Corner. He has written the book Pursuing God's Presence, which is published by Chosen, a division of Baker Publishing Group. And he'll tell you more about how to find the book at the end of the program. Let me tell you a little bit about Roger. He is the prayer ambassador for the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada and previously served as a pastor and district minister of the Baptist General Conference in Alberta. He's the author of seven books, has over 35 years of experience as a pastor, denominational leader, adjunct professor at several theological schools, and renewal catalyst, and he lives with his wife, Gail, near Calgary. And Roger, thank you so much for being with us today. It's my pleasure to join this fantastic uh, radio program and your great audience there in Missouri and surrounding areas and states. So thanks for having me on the uh, program. Well, I opened your book and read just a few uh, pages into chapter one, uh, talking about the search uh, that strengthens pursuing God's presence. Um, Tell us, since your book actually uses a a subtitle, A Practical Guide to Daily Renewal and Joy, uh, why is it important to seek God's presence and what difference does that make in our lives? That's a great question. I think the first way to answer that is it's biblical. Way to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let let me start at the very foundation. So so my book is based really around a primary verse uh, in Psalm 105, verse 4, which basically says, in no uncertain terms, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his presence, continually Ah. and uh, we know that we are called to seek the Lord he wants to be discovered he wants to be found and we know that without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe number one that he exists Mm -hmm. secondly he rewards those who earnestly Mm -hmm. or diligently seek him Jeremiah 29, 13 says this, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's just a very small sampling of the biblical exhortations where the Lord really invites us to pursue him, to seek him and and discover him, experience him in a way that is life changing and transformational and empowering. So that's the framework for, for this book. Hmm. Well, why don't you give us uh, a little bit of your conversion experience and how the um, Holy Spirit saturated you with his presence? Right. So I grew up in Southern California, so I'm actually an American. Ah. (laughs) Uh, I have dual citizenship, so I've got one foot planted in Canada and then another foot still planted in Southern California. And I'm a Los Angeles Dodgers fan, just so all your hearers get that. Uh, They may win some friends and might win some enemies, but nevertheless, (laughs) I grew up in Southern California, just east of Los Angeles, and I grew up in a non-Christian family. Never went to church, never read the Bible, never prayed. Jesus was a swear word in our family, and so that's really the environment I grew up in. But this recent movie called The Jesus Revolution, for Mm -hmm. those that have perhaps seen or heard about, is really a very accurate portrayal of a tremendous move of the Spirit of God in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And it 
moved to other places, particularly in the hippie area back then uh, in the late 60s, early 70s. I got saved on the fringes of that. Uh, I was actually in the U.S. Army at the time, but I'd come home on leave uh, for Christmas. And a friend of mine that I actually went to high school with, and I used to, we used to deal drugs and the whole pagan lifestyle. I really grew up as a pagan. Uh, he came to faith uh, during mm. that Jesus movement. And they called Jesus followers back then Jesus freaks. Uh, and I remember Josh McDowell said, well, you know, Jesus doesn't make freaks out of people he makes people out of freaks mm. and so we were all freak freaky uh southern california lifestyle people but he came to faith and here's my encounter with the lord the first time that i experienced his presence where i look back and i really know it was his presence that was surrounding me i was stoned on lsd and i was actually peaking it was about 10 o'clock at night on a friday night i was overlooking the city in glendora california near pasadena and azusa uh, pomona mm. And uh, he started sharing the gospel with me. And I, I can remember as clear as day, I felt this tug of, on my heart. Mm -hmm. And I prayed my first prayer. Okay, Jesus, if you're real, I want to believe. And he took me up on my offer. A couple weeks later, I realized that there had been a change in my life. I felt this inrush of joy and light and love in my mm -hmm. life, joy that was just profound. And I knew the Lord had met me with his presence. And then there was different encounters that I'd had since then that again, drew me into seeking him in a way that uh, really cleansed my life and put me on a pathway of discipleship. So that's that's sort of the short version. Well, a beautiful testimony and certainly a changed life that you can give glory to God um, about now. Um, so in when we're seeking the presence of God, Correct. what's the biggest difference between a say a temporary filling and the long-term fullness of the spirit in a believer there's a couple ways to sort of approach you know we have the indwelling presence of the spirit so how do we seek his presence if we have his presence yeah great question it's like seeking a relationship with people uh it, it takes intentionality so there are times where god is i should say all the time god is present he's omnipresent so he's as far as the universe goes and he's within us and he's around us. It's like the air we breathe and we're not always conscious of that, but we know that if we stop breathing, things happen uh, <laughs> that are not so great. Uh, when we can breathe and we just went through COVID, so the lungs really are an important capacity. So when we start paying attention to our breathing and the air around us, then we become more aware that, wow, there's actually air and my lungs are working. Same with God's presence. There are times where God comes in very closely mm -hmm. and we can experience his presence in a way our, that sometimes dramatic sometimes it's more subtle but when it gets to what the biblical words particularly luke acts talk about the filling and the fullness of the spirit the filling is one greek word that really refers to those instantaneous times in a situation where there's a there's boldness there's courage there, there's this mm -hmm. kind of what mm -hmm. some people call an anointing or an unction there's this sort of this move of, of the spirit of god that becomes very tangible and very powerful and that's a filling okay. it's temporary it can come uh, upon us and in us and through us different times and sort of recede. But then there's other the other word which uh, Paul would use uh, as well. It's called the fullness. So that is being saturated. It's being permeated by the presence of the Lord in a way that shapes our character, our conduct, our conversation. So we want to be filled, but we also want to be full, uh, both and. 
and mm-hmm. uh, part of pursuing the presence of God is to walk and live by the Spirit who indwells us, but in ways that are, are uh, powerful and bring life change, healing, uh, the prophetic, uh, prayerfulness, worship, uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and uh, holiness. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I discuss all these things in my book about how to seek, experience, and host God's presence, not just mm. at church, but in our workplace, in our homes, our families, in our daily lives, in our churches, and in our community. So I think it's a holistic approach uh, to pursue His presence. Great. Well, yeah. we've got a small taste of what the book is about, so hang in there with us, people. So we will talk more with Roger Helland about his book, Pursuing God's Presence. It's a practical guide to daily renewal and joy. It's published by Chosen, a division of Baker Publishing Group. And as a reminder, if you miss any part of today's interview or would like to hear it again, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. So you use the word holiness in your last statement. So um, what does it mean to consider holiness as a proximity to God's presence? And how should a believer pursue that? It's hard to describe, but right? it's, it's the radiance of God's glory. Another Hebrew word is kavod. It means the weight of his presence. And mm-hmm. when we pursue the glory or the the presence or the face of God, literally, we encounter his holiness. God is holy. He's holy love. He's holy power. He's holy in goodness. His character, his being is holy. It's a sacredness. He's set apart from all that is defiled. Uh, And so when we pursue his presence, we uh, encounter his holiness. Hebrews 12, 14 says to pursue peace, with all people and holiness. So it's one verb mm-hmm. that governs both pursuits. Present tense, keep continuing to pursue peace with all people and holiness. And then it says, without which no one will see God. And mm-hmm. so John Wesley taught us that the neglect of prayer is a grand hindrance to holiness. So I would say that one of the mm-hmm. key areas to explore the holiness of God and to be shaped by his presence and to you know, be holy for I am holy is through the context of prayer, through repentance, through saying no to sin, saying yes to God, being scripture filled, spirit filled, and walking in righteousness and purity. Holiness is elegant. It's not stiff upper lip and rules and regulations. It's actually embodying the Christ likeness of who he is in our lives and it radiates through us. And so those are some of the outworkings when we pursue his presence. Mm. One of the early writings of your book talks about your invitation to a church to um, speak on the presence of God. And you talk about going into the sanctuary and just sensing God's presence. A lot of churches don't feel that or don't seem to have that. So how would you suggest uh, to our listeners that we can help the places we worship to actually become more aware of God's presence and to invite God's presence into our midst? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. I have a lot of respect for pastors. I'm a pastor. I've pastored many different traditions in the Vineyard, in the Christian Missionary Alliance, the Mennonite Brethren, and Mm -hmm. a denominational leader working with pastors and church leaders in the the Baptist uh, tradition. So I've got huge love for the church and respect. And yet, there's a sort of a 
it's 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 a place of, of dissatisfaction as well at times. I think a lot of church leaders would concur. Uh, leading a church is not easy, and sometimes the focus sure. is on singing and sermons, mm-hmm. or purpose-driven, or you know, program-driven, or preaching-driven, and such. And yet, Jesus said, "My house." My temple, the place of my presence, shall be a house of prayer. The temple, the place of God's habitation, is in the prayerfulness of his people. And I would say that probably the key practice to generate a presence-centered church is through the context of prayer. Not just holding one-off prayer meetings or midweek or whatever, but really incorporating prayer as a comprehensive transformational practice in our services in our gatherings, in our teams, in our personal lives. And I think that is really the key that unlocks access to the presence of God through the manifestation of His Spirit and also through His Word in ways that are uh, we see throughout Scripture. There are over 650-plus prayers in the Bible. A lot mm. of them are answered, and they're very specific. And I think we have a lot of work to do to re in state the life of prayer in the life of our churches. So that would be one of my first recommendations. Mm. Well, and to learn more about Roger's recommendations, we'll have to um, uh, encourage you to find a copy of Pursuing God's Presence, a practical guide to daily renewal and joy. It's published by Chosen. And so, Roger, how can people find out more about your other books, your ministry, and uh, how to get a copy of this book, Pursuing God's Presence? Great. So we all know about Amazon. That's really the go-to place. (laughs) I've got an author page there, but Amazon.com for those in the U.S., Amazon.ca for those in Canada, Amazon uh, UK for those in the U.K., uh, that's that'd be the go-to place. Uh, also, there's a landing page for my book called Pursuing God's Presence Book dot com, and so there's some endorsements there. There's other bookshops like Christian Book and other places that and the publisher, and uh, also my book appeared on Anne Van, Van Kos, Comp's uh, blog, and so there's a sample of her website there where one of my sample chapters is put in there and a couple other things. So anyway, um, those are sort of the go-to places. It's It's in audio, it's in Kindle, it's also in soft copy. Great. So as a reminder, the book is Pursuing God's Presence. It's written written by Roger Helland and published by Chosen, a division of Baker Publishing Group. Roger, it's been a real pleasure talking with you today. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for this grand interview. May God bless you and all your listeners there in the United States. Amen. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. This is Roberta Foster on the Author's Corner. Join us again next time. <laughs>